return of the midweeks. Happy Saturday, everybody. It is time for the playlist of God. It's the midweeks, and we're going to be looking at a psalm today, and we're at Psalm 3. This psalm is a psalm about when David's in trouble. And many of the psalms are David or the psalmist unburdening his soul during times of pain or fear or need. And this is one of the things that psalms serves the people of God by doing, giving us words to address God. Many people feel quite bound up about how to properly speak to God, how to relate to him, and so by joining with the psalmists, we can learn how to talk to God in a way that we don't have to question whether or not, you know, we're kind of blowing it. It's it's kind of like training wheels for the soul. Now, this can sound in, inauthentic if you're a modern Western person and you've been influenced by Rousseau and his quest for on authentic humanity. Um, It can seem inauthentic to say your emotions are being trained. However, all of us are having our emotions trained. When we grow up and we're around adults and brothers and sisters, those experiences train us how to feel, what's acceptable feelings, what's not acceptable feelings. They influence what we should feel about certain things. And so the word of God, of course, is just doing what will happen naturally anyways. But with this, this is God training us how to walk with him in our emotional life. So Psalm 3 has a heading. It says, A Psalm of David, when he fled from Absalom, his son. Many people debate whether or not these are also inspired words of God or if these headings were added afterwards. I'm not really sure if it matters because they are what they are. We'll either accept them as true or not, but we don't really have uh, anything to come along and say, no, Psalm 3 was written at a different time. So, um, but this is usually, if you're going to get any background information, this is where it's going to be. The Psalms themselves are often very generic. They usually don't talk about specific situations too much. And so they're useful for people beyond in the specific situation that they're in. And so by being generic, they become universal. But the headings can sometimes let us know specifically when Psalms were written. And for this, it was David writing later in his life. His son Absalom has been offended at David for not dealing with Abnom's rape of his sister. He's been exiled and then he's come back and he's attempting to seize the throne from his father David. And so David has written this psalm as a way to uh, connect with God, to unburden himself before the Lord, and to build up his faith. Many of these psalms that start with a complaint end up with praise at the end and hope at the end. And we're going to see that in this psalm. So Psalm 3, starting verse 1. O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. Selah. So we'll start there. In this, these two verses, we have the declaration of the problem. David is being attacked by many, many people. And these people are very convinced that God is not on David's side anymore. And so this is a problem. To be attacked by people, that is troubling. It's fearsome. It's unnerving. It's um, unsettling. But to have these people be claiming that they themselves are the ones with God on their side and that you're going to be destroyed because God's salvation is not with you, that would be very, very, very unsettling. And so David is sharing about how just... um, attacked he feels by people who are claiming that God's going to abandon David and thus he'll be defeated. 
And then verse 2 ends with that word selah, which is a bit of a conundrum what it means, but it usually is interpreted to mean something like pause and think. There might be a musical interlude originally or something like that, but it's like a pause in the lyrics so that you would think about what's going on here. Verse 3, but you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from his holy hill. So here we have the transition. David rejects this statement of people saying there's no salvation for him in God. Instead, he says the Lord is, he addresses the Lord, you, he's not saying the Lord, he, but he's addressing the Lord, you are shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. So shield about me, you are protection all around me. My glory, meaning like you're the one I glory in and you give me glory, you give me importance, you give me weight, you give me um, uh, a sense of meaning. So people are saying there's no salvation for you in God, but he's like, actually, God is my glory. Of course, there's salvation for me in God because God is my glory. I glory in him. I love him. He's all that's important to me and he makes me important. And the lifter of my head. So when your head is bowed down, you're you're defeated, you're depressed, you're despondent. And when God lifts your head, he gives you courage, he gives you joy, and he restores you. And then he says, what happened? I cried aloud to the Lord. So he had this time of crying out to God and praying to him. And he, he says that God answered him from his holy hill. That would mean like the temple or wherever the tabernacle was at this place. Um, but very likely the tabernacle at this time was on the, the hill in Jerusalem, waiting for the temple to be built. But it was God's holy hill. Selah, stop and think about that. So you see the problem in the first two verses. You see the, the transition by faith in the next four verses. And then you see the consequences in verses 5 and 6. I lay down and slept. I awoke again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be frightened of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. So David responds to knowing that his prayer is answered by the Lord by lying down and sleeping in faith. And then he awakes again because the Lord sustains him. So he gives God the glory for him um, not being destroyed in the night, not being up all night worrying. He's, so this would counter to when people say there's no salvation for him in God. He says, actually, I slept and I woke again because the Lord sustained me. And then here's his pledge. I won't be afraid of many thousands of people who set themselves against me all around. My confidence is now in God, so I won't be worried about what people are doing. Verses 7. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Verse 8. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. So verse 7 is like another crying out to the Lord. Arise, O Lord. He's addressing God. Save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek and break the teeth of the wicked. I like that picture of, of the enemy having their teeth broken. It's like if your enemy is a lion or a wolf, what are they going to bite you with? They're going to bite you with these sharp, pointy teeth. And God strikes them, and so he removes their ability to hurt David by taking the teeth out of their mouth, by breaking their teeth. And so, who knows, maybe this is like after everything, maybe this is like the, the prayer itself that he says, I cried to the Lord, and that's being rehashed here, unsure, but this is words for people crying out to the Lord, wake up God, arise, arise, rouse yourself, act, save me, O God. And then he says, salvation belongs to the Lord, meaning that um, 
ultimately the only one that can save is God. The only one who can decide if you're going to be destroyed or rescued is God. So put your trust in God. Go to the one who can save. And then he ends it by praying for blessing, your blessing be on your people. So he turns away from just his own salvation and asks God to do the same thing for other people. Let your blessing be on your people. And you can almost think the same blessing of a rescue from trouble be on your, all your people. Everyone who calls on your name, everyone who calls you God, let it be like that. So we have met a psalm of prayer for someone in trouble. Many people have said that the first few psalms of the book of Psalms are like introductory songs and you meet different genres, different types of psalms that are going to be scattered throughout the book of Psalms. Psalms is broken up into five major books reflecting the five books of Moses. And these early psalms are introducing us to many of the themes of the book. And this is a major theme of the people of God being in need and crying out to God and having him answer and therefore our faith in God being built up and then turning and praying for God to do the same to others. Be blessed and enjoy your weekend.